Welcome to the Cloud Pod, where the forecast is always cloudy. We talk weekly about all things AWS, GCP, and Azure. We are your hosts, Justin, Jonathan, Ryan, and Episode Peter. 190, recorded the week before we reinvent. Finally, a crowdsource prediction show. Good evening, Ryan and Peter. Hey. For our special bonus episode, we got to clear the decks before reinvent because yeah. uh, if we don't do that, the show is just brutally long. <laughs> uh, and we have predictions to make again to see how we do with our crystal balls. Uh, which are pretty fuzzy. And we'll talk about that, the rules of our competition here in a little bit and all that. But let's get to some news, get it off the plate so we don't have to talk about it after reInvent because we'll not care about any of these things by that point. First up, CDK for Terraform 0.14 makes it easier to use providers. Uh, version 0.14 has several improvements to make the pre-built providers easier to use, including new provider upgrade command, select pre-built providers with initializing a new project, and more pre-built providers than ever before to make your CDK journey easier and faster. I'm either going to have to like stop being an old man that yells at cloud here and start learning how to use this or or develop a more solid opinion on why I'll never use this cuz this I'm I'm so lost now on what this actually does anymore. <laughs> CDK with Terraform support is it generating the code? I don't know what's going on. Anymore. I mean you I mean like you know Python, you could write some Python CDK code and see how you like it. Mhm. No, exactly. I mean, that's, I just, you know, I, I, in my head, I do t- two separate things. There's, there's the code I write and there's the Terraform templates that I write to support it. And it's, it's all part of one project and I consider it all one. And I just don't, and I don't really understand the whole CDK portion of this, but I think that's just, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, old man at cloud yells at cloud. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, AWS news uh, that they have dumped. This is the dumping ground for things that are not going to make a keynote. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> First up is now open AWS region in Spain, coming on the heels of Switzerland's Big Plus. The new AWS region in hmm. Spain has opened EU South-2. The region has three AZs and becomes, I believe, the 29th region because Switzerland was the 28th, and I can do math. Uh, the region is apparently located on the Iberian Peninsula. So if you're looking for more, more cloud providers in Spain, uh, other than Barcelona, you now have this for yourselves. Get some jamón. Yeah. Well, of course, AWS has security always at the top of mind, although there's been some suspectable things that have happened recently. Uh, and configuring MFA on your root account or your IAM account is an important step in securing your AWS organization. But the, always the pexy thing was uh, you can only have one of them. No longer. You can now add multiple MFA devices to your AWS account root users and IAM users in your AWS account. This helps you raise the security bar in your account and limit access management to highly privileged principles such as root users, and previously, like I said, you only have one. Now you can have up to eight. Ooh. Uh, the use cases for this is, of course, to recover uh, in the event of a lost, stolen, or inaccessible mm. MFA device. Uh, if you have geographically dispersed teams or teams working remotely, you can use hardware-based MFA based MFA to access AWS. To solve the problem. And if the holder of the MFA isn't available, you can still maintain access to root, and you can store additional MFA devices in physical locations, such as a vault or safe, are retaining physical access to another device for Dunsey. And at this moment, uh, Ryan, we had to mourn the death of our, ble- our beloved pink iPod Touches. The pink iPods, yeah. They're no longer a, a strict need for it. Yeah, which <laughs> about time. Because yeah. when, when pandemic happened, the pink iPod rapidly fell out of favor because uh, it was always at your house. <laughs> yeah. So it was difficult to get to the root credentials that we needed. Uh, we had to text you and say, hey, we need the root uh, number, and you'd then have to provide it to us annoyingly enough. I didn't mind that part of it. I minded having to go update all the compliance docs for how we managed to 
secure access to say I managed it from my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It made sense when it was in my, you know, my locked desk drawer in my office that locked, and then it was in a locked closet and a different locked file cabinet. And then, yeah, now it's in my house and my children can get to it. It's not a great yeah, security control. There was some creative wording. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you just create the MFA, virtual MFA, and then you delete it off your device. And the only way to get in yeah. is to reset it. Well, you had to go to support to do that. So that's not always easy if you're in the middle of a crisis. Yeah, yeah it's, it's automated now. It's automated. And there's have a couple a, of those nitpicky things still. You don't have to. You don't have to talk to them if you have access to the phone and the email. Automatic. Yeah. But the virtual mm-hmm. MFA, you know, so when we we first came with the pink iPod, I don't think Authy really existed yet. <laughs> and then you wouldn't necessarily have an Authy account that you shared because you couldn't have multiple Authy accounts on a phone. No, you just delete it. But now, but but now you, I mean, now you have options to do stuff. But yes, I agree. But this is still still well well needed. And I'm so glad they're here. I mean, yeah, when we set this up, you still they still called you by voice, and you had to validate. Yeah, it took up to an hour. Open a support case, and yeah, it would take forever. And not only did it take up to an hour, there's like ten things you needed to do with the root account that you couldn't do with an IAM account. Yep, that was brutal back then, back in the olden days. Yeah. Yep. So, anyways, I love this. I'm so glad. Thank you, goodness. <laughs> How did you update the encryption key unlock vault procedures for remote workers out of curiosity? Because you had to have the physical access cards, remember, to unlock the physical more metric HSM appliance. And you had to oh do it. Oh, my like God. Horrendous. So you had, the, you had these four physical cards, and then you had uh, like a special passcode with four different individuals that had to be available. So it was a nightmare if you ever had to unlock the thing if it died. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's wow. The, no, I didn't have to update that doc because I didn't know about it. Yeah, so. you were you were blessed <laughs> not to know about that process. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Proton apparently is also no longer cared about by AWS. Is it also did not make a keynote? Uh, but they have two new uh, capabilities for Proton. First of all, a new Proton dashboard to see all the things you haven't deployed in Proton, and AWS CDK support and code build provisioning for AWS Proton. Uh, because of course, infrastructure's code is super important. Uh, and since no one in this call has still used Proton, we'll just keep moving. I Hello. only know about Proton because it was on the certification test. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and we all said when they announced it, like we we like the idea of this, but then we yeah. none of us none of us used it. So it just I mean it, it, they haven't really added enough to it to make it worth the investment of learning mm-hmm. how it works and doing all things. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Incident Manager from AWS Systems Manager launches incident coordination capabilities for incident response, uh, which is a new capability of the Systems Manager to simplify the way you coordinate the response when an incident is detected by CloudWatch alarm or an event bridge event. The new coordination capability allows you to centrally provide updates, monitor actions, and view status from within Incident Manager console. And then on top of that, they also announced integration with PagerDuty because uh, you, of course, want to page somebody with a phone call. And so PagerDuty is a popular tool for incident response, and that's available to you now in the Incident Manager as well. Uh, so you can get SMS, phone calls, uh, and alerts through PagerDuty. You didn't include all the, the Jira Cloud integration they did for this? That, that was, a bunch of, that, was uh, that came later, and I was tired of talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, they're actually I mean, it's not li- worth its own story, for sure. But they're, yeah, in the, I, they're in the lightning round, actually, so oh, to okay. make fun of later. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. 
if you uh, were excited for workspace announcements to be on main stage, they are not going to be on main stage either because they announced all of their new enhancements uh, today, including Amazon Workspace multi-region resilience, uh, certificate-based authentication for Amazon Workspaces, and new general availability of Amazon Workspace integration with SAML 2.0. Uh, so that you can now do all of those things. The certificate... Base authentication still requires SAML 2.0 to make that work. So the fact that they called that two announcements was a little dumb anyways. But uh, the workspaces uh, multi-region is uh, interesting for BCP reasons. You can now enable multi-region resilience, which gives you a 30-minute RTO using standby workspaces in another AWS region. Uh, but it's a little confusing to me because the article says that they don't replicate your home directory or your data drive to the other region, which is what I would think I would need in a BCP event. So maybe I'm going to miss yeah. on that one, workspaces. <laughs> <laughs> or that was worded wrong in the press release. A, I, ha- I haven't tested this yet, but that's the whole point of multi. Well, and, not, and this is a year behind when it needed to be announced, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is this this was this is an announcement that would have made a lot of sense for for reInvent twenty twenty one and 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 you know in response to the COVID and with everything else. And so this is late and not full featured. Can you imagine announcing RDS multi region? Your database will be up. The data won't be in it. Right, your database will be up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. That is so awesome. Your health checks will pass. Like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. All right, let's get to predictions. Let's do it. AWS predictions. Right. This is what you're all you're all here for. So mm-hmm. uh, now, a couple things here. I happen to be working at a job where we don't use AWS very much, so I'm less connected to the AWS ecosystem than ever before. Um, and so I decided to go crowdsource. And luckily, uh, I asked an OG AWS Slack channel. I asked in the FinOps Slack channel. I asked uh, on Reddit, and I got a ton of answers. And so because everyone was sort of feeling like they didn't have good choices, we have now collaborated on a list all together and made this a true draft. So they, every person on this call now knows what all of the options are. It's not a surprise, as it has been in the past. Uh, and now it's all about the draft order. And who do you want to draft out of this list uh, to hopefully win the me- the mega prize, uh, we will dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. Uh, so that is the plan here. And Peter, uh, before the show, rolled the dice correctly and rolled uh, the highest number. So he is first on the draft board, Peter. And uh, take your first pick, please. Ooh, I'm going with uh, adding RDS to savings plans. Adding RDS to savings plans, and uh, why would we want that, Peter? Well. You know, say you can have savings plans for RDS in general so that you can switch instance sizes and types and all that stuff. Um, but what I want even more is to add RDS compute to your compute savings plans so that I just look at my bill, tell Amazon how much I promise to spend with them, and then they give me my discount and all is well. Yep. Uh, and also because we did crowdsource this, we had to give credit to where credit's due. Uh, Cap on the OG AWS Slack room is one who gave us adding RDS savings plan. But it was also mentioned by Steve Bisson and Eric uh, Mulatrick on the FinOps uh, Slack channel as well. So this one is uh, very popular with the crowd. Very yes. People are very excited, hoping for this one to come. So you might give a point on this one. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So that puts me on the board. Uh, I'm going to go with Acoustic646 from Reddit's choice of new ARM instances. I do think it's time for a new Graviton chip. And I am going with a new Graviton chip as my first pick. That was my second pick. Damn it. You think three reinvents in a row? I don't know. I do. I do. 
every reinvention. I mean, if, if, Apple, <laughs> if Apple can do it, why wouldn't why wouldn't Amazon? It makes no sense to me that they would. Yeah, that's fair. But all right, Ryan, that puts you on the board with your first pick. Um, I am picking one. Um, where to go? Ah! <laughs> Sorry, from Andrew Fitzgerald off of AG, OG AWS that uh, that there will be a significant step function workflow increases. Ooh. Ooh, significant. And why would he want that? Um, I mean, it's just one of those limitations for, for you. You start putting your step step state machine in order, and you hit those edge cases. And the whole idea behind the express workflows was to to increase your massively, you know, horizontal scale out, but find some really hard limits. And so it reduces the uh, usability of the service. Mm. Uh, Jonathan is not here uh, because he is sick with strep throat and can't talk. Uh, but he did send in that uh, he wishes he could be here, but he only had one prediction and we let it, we didn't put it on the list. Uh, so he, he <laughs> is predicting that Amazon is going to announce an arm chip factory or a chip factory of some sort in the U.S. to avoid the China manufacturing problem. Uh, I would be shocked on this one, but you know maybe Jonathan's right. So we'll see. We'll give him a chance. If he if he gets this one, he wins the whole competition, in my opinion. If you yeah. guys agree, if you guys agree, I I think that's the rule here. If he wins yeah. this one, not even here with that, I will I will give him the whole competition. It, unless so, if it's an announcement to intend to build, I'm going to say no. But if it's like introducing our new chip factory like then then yeah no i agree it wins the entire competition i mean i would i would take i would take an announcement to build it um they're not gonna build because it because I, I don't think they're gonna build one but they're sorry. not gonna build it if they build anything sure they might do it outside of taiwan and china but they're not gonna do it here no all right peter that puts you back on the board once again i'm gonna go Deathel from reddit gpu support for fargate Ooh, that mm. was that was definitely i was i had ball on that one as mm-hmm. well Doing some Bitcoin mining. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that puts me at a, a disadvantage. Uh, where do I want to go here? Where do I want to go? This list is this list is very good. Uh, oh, I know one that you want. There's a wish list item in there that you've been asking for forever. Uh, well, I'm going to take with, it if you don't find it. I'm going to go for Cognito 2.0 uh, because they're. Current efforts of Cognito are horrendous. Uh, and uh, this came from Siphoon on Reddit. And then when he wrote it down, I was like, yes, that is brilliant. Uh, Auth0 got bought by Okta. <laughs> Okta got hacked. It makes It's the it's the perfect time to come out with a real Cognito Ooh. solution that actually works. And I and doesn't cause massive pain and endless forum threads of, of suffering and doom. And even on OG AWS, if someone says, I'm trying to use a Cognito, the first answer is always, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> just go somewhere else. So. Why yeah. do you hate yourself? Yeah. yeah. Do you like pain? Yeah. yeah. All right, Ryan, that puts you on the board for your second pick. All right. I'm actually going with one that I prov- or tried to provide on the list myself, uh, but I don't have added access to the thing because, oh, you know, sorry. I was part of a crowd. Um, I believe that they're gonna, their major announcement is going to be some sort of Salesforce killer. Um, this is Ooh, something that we, we, we talked about it. In an yeah. earlier show, we some did. of the some of the Connect announcements just seem like they're pointing in that direction. That would be a massive blow to. Uh, I mean, I don't think it would be good, but it'd be a massive blow to Salesforce and like to the partnership that they have. So that mm-hmm. would be that would be fascinating. We will see. All right, Peter, that puts you back on the board for your third and final pick. So first off, 
your wish list item, which you probably didn't pick, or you might still pick, but you probably didn't pick because uh, because you know it's not actually going to happen, would be data transfer price reductions. Uh-huh. I'm going <laughs> to leave that. I'm going to leave that for you in case you want it because you have been so uh, excited about it for so many years. And I'm going to go with one that absolutely will not be called, but I thought it was so funny. I wanted to give credit to it, which is uh, Robert Martin from FinUp Slack, the new MI6.extra-large family of EC2, only allowed to be used by British spies. Yes, that was was pretty good. Brilliant. They they were quite good. Uh, Robert, all of Roberts were great, were quite good mm-hmm. actually. So we'll, we should we should mention some of the other ones here too in a minute. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Well, that uh, that does leave data transfer pricing for me, which I am not taking because I am not, <laughs> I am not, I am not, not a sucker. Wasted, not a sucker on this one. I I want yeah. it so badly, but this is not the year. No. Uh, and so I'm actually going mm. with Glenn at OG AWS, and he's predicting it's going to be a meh conference only with niche announcements nothing for the general market and no additional cost savings for customers due to profitability needs at aws and go the downer route i'm gonna i feel like i'm i'm betting on the opposite side they're just gonna announce nothing except yeah that's the don't pass you took the don't pass line yeah at the crops table yep Yep, i did i took it and that ryan puts you on your third and final pick as well i think that salsa is too big of a buzzword and mm. services have finally had enough time to respond and develop products after the, the solar winds event that they are going to announce some sort of salsa enablement or visualization, something, 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 something. Um, and so I don't know if that's going to be in the form of their artifact service or which one's the artifact service. I don't know. I would just call it code, you- code, code X, one of the code family products. Yeah. Um, but I think there's going to be some enablement there. Nice. So you you pulled two that you didn't we didn't have uh, from the crowdsourcing. So well done. Well, what's done. amazing is I did that like while we were getting started for the show. <laughs> Before I knew the the draft format, which you know, but and it's two more than I usually come prepared with. So. Yeah, I know it's great. It's, it's well done. Uh, so yeah, if you guys would, uh, you know, credit your, your people in your findings, if you did a person, I will do mine and and Peter, you could do yours real quick. That way they're, they're, they're called out in the show notes effectively. That would be great. So. (laughs) Have you been waiting months and months to hire your new AWS GCP Azure architect only to have them be poached at the 11th hour by a startup with a juice bar initiative stalled because you're having trouble hiring? Well, I have a simple solution. Foghorn Consulting. Falcon Consulting provides top-notch cloud engineers to the world's most innovative companies and can be burning down your DevOps and cloud backlogs as soon as next week. Falcon certified AWS, GCP and Azure professionals are armed with infrastructure as code and from day one will be designing performant, optimized cloud-native or hybrid environments that deliver on the promise of cloud. Their FogOps solution even provides on-demand cloud engineering to augment your existing teams. Visit www.foghornconsulting.com or send an email to cloudtalentnow at foghornconsulting.com and tell them the CloudPod sent you. Your dedicated FogOps team is with you for the long haul, and they bring their own juice. All right, well, uh, we do need a tiebreaker. And of course, our tiebreaker is how many total announcements are going to be announced on the main stages across the 
Adam Slipsky, and the Werner keynote. We will not count the ones from Monday Night Live. We will not count the ones from the Wednesday Night Swami announcement. It's just those two. It's always We've always counted those two. And so the question is, how many total onstage announcements will be mentioned by one of those two individuals, Adam or Werner? And uh, this one goes to Ryan first because as the true rules state, uh, the person who went last the draft gets the first tiebreaker number. Yeah, uh, it's just the, this is the only one I want to be the other direction around. Yeah, because I would love to one dollar this one. Um, I really would. And it I is, think it I is guess, Price is Right rules, so that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> no, I, you can go over. It's close. I don't know the, the magic number. It's going to be. The, it's the, it's the same as the year. Uh, twenty two. I'm going to say twenty two announcements. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with 15. I think 15 is a good number for myself. And Peter, that leaves you with your final tiebreaker. I have to choose. That means basically I have to choose 14 or 23. I mean, if I'm smart. Right. And I guess mm-hmm. going with the odd, going with the total number of choices, you know, one to 14, there's only 14 chances to win. 23 to infinity, there's a lot of chances to win. I'm going to go 23. There you go. All right. <laughs> And I think, in fairness for Jonathan, if they announce one and it's the arm chip factory, that's the he one. Just, that's well, the I mean, one he gets. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy sure. him. Then I'll buy him a friggin' steak dinner mm-hmm. at Fancy Pants Place. Where is it? Yeah. Nice. Where's that place? All Gary right. Danko. How about Gary Danko? Oh yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Well, all some right. of the uh, some of the other items that we did not pick, not because they weren't good, they were all mm-hmm. good. Um, but um, Robert Martin, of course, we'll start with his fin up Slack contributions, and some of these are jokes, and some of them are real. Mm-hmm. I think I think one he really wants is the cur delivered as a queryable database rather than a set of files. Yeah, which God. would be like BigQuery. That'd be really nice. Everyone wants this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as a stretch goal to that, he'd like it to reconcile with Cost Explorer, which there's no chance that part yeah. happens. But the yeah. first part, yes. The second part, no. Yeah. Uh, he'd like all 10,000 people laid off by Amazon to be rehired by AWS's FinOps people, which love would it. be I love really it. great. Yeah. And then, of course, he had the MI6 one we already used. And then he had Inelastic Beanstalk. Beautiful. And uh, he thought there would be a new T-shirt. So I think he's got that one. I think, he I think he's got that one, I think he'll get a yeah. point for that. Yeah. And then uh, you had you already had Lambda Limit. Uh, sorry, Step Function increases. Uh, mm-hmm. Andrew Fitzgerald also had Lambda Limit increases. Uh, so that's there. And then uh, David Shepard actually had uh, one that I was really liking, which was ECS task definition revision life cycles or the ability to even delete them. Uh, and then AWS chimed in and said, yeah, we're really sorry this is taking so long. And here's our GitHub link to uh, what they're doing on it, which was really interesting because they gave you a bunch of insights on how ECS worked. Uh, but it was very clear that it wasn't being announced at reInvent. So I, I quickly fell out of love with it. Yeah. Uh, Deborah Hawkins at OG AWS said ABAC for S3 buckets based on bucket tags, not just object tags. Oh, please. Yeah, be, they need this be nice. so bad. Yeah. 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 Uh, Brian Scanlan of OG AWS said Aurora OpenSearch, which is an open search, but without coupled storage and CPU. Uh, Andrew Fitzgerald at OG AWS said ABAC for SQS, which that would also be very nice. I thought this was announced. Uh, maybe it was. I just yeah. I, I didn't I didn't vet this list. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then on the Reddit thread, there's a bunch of uh, contributions from different people. Acoustic six four six, which I got the new ARM instances from, which I already come up already, but I gave him credit. Uh, Lambda duration increases. Uh, serverless Aurora v two that scales to zero. Better EKS add on and general AWS integration. Uh, more open search open search offerings and native add ons from AWS, including one click integration to other AWS services. And then he asked for data transfer price reductions, which mm-hmm. uh, that's a fool's errand. Yeah. And yeah. even people, even people in the Reddit thread were laughing at him when he yeah. wrote that down. He, Not this year, man. 
Like, I mean, not yeah. any year, but uh, <laughs> but really not this year. Really not this year. Uh, Spicy Pixel on Reddit had enabled TCP underscore UDP network load balancers being provisioned from EKS or dual stack TCP UDP load balancers. Apparently UDP is something people really want because also a tr- an eternal flame on Reddit said he'd like private link support protocols besides TCP, especially UDP there as well. I think you can do this. Private link is backed by network load balancers and so and network load balancers support UDP. So I believe that you can set this up. So I don't know. But on the front end though, I think on the back end you support UDP, but on the front end I'm not sure. That's probably I wasn't clear on either. I might, uh, I might be confusing private link with private endpoint. Yeah, you might. Be, I can yes. never get those two straight. Yeah, never mind. Uh, Tester forty three sixty on Reddit said EKS free tier, which I am actually surprised EKS is not part of the free tier. So There's no free tier. That is surprising. Uh, I think the free tier for containers is all ECS right now. Uh, Real feeder for Reddit said uh, SageMaker vector database, SageMaker experiments of E two with a better UI, uh, something equivalent to GCP Cloud Runner that scales to zero. Lambda GPU support, which I think is uh, where uh, Peter got that from. Data lineage solution, and then an open search serverless solution was he asked for. Uh, Kgun IT on Reddit said Amazon Linux 2022 GA. That's probably not a main stage. It probably happens in a breakout, but yes, I see that happening. Uh, an admission to the demise of ops work, which that'll never happen. Nope. <laughs> uh, initiative known. K6155 uh, would like open source Isengard, which uh, Isengard, for those who are in the know, is the account management tool that AWS uses for internal employees. Uh, And since many of us have built that, uh, they would like to see something somewhere. You know what? So I'm going to, you know, then, because I think that's very similar to my prediction for Salesforce Killer. So I think if initiative known 6155, I think, you know, we can co-sign on that one. Uh, you think that's the type of user thing? A CRM solution would be like a customer CRM. This is account management, which would be yeah, like AWS account, account management, right? Oh, yeah. is that what that is? Okay, then I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking account management as far as customer at least that's what, at least I believe that's what my understanding of Isengard is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and like, and actually, I would even be happy just to see a reference architecture to how they built theirs because we no, all build yeah. our own AMT solutions. And I'd love to see what their best practices are, even if they don't offer it as a service. No kidding. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know. Why would they? Eh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> group, uh, group by multiple value on Cost Explorer, he'd like and implement memory usage on Trusted Advisor, which, uh, I mean, if they did it on Trusted Advisor, could they also please do it in CloudWatch first without <laughs> having to do a bunch of extra work? Uh, Adventure Physics 39 had data dictionary, data catalog enhancements. Um, and then uh, Ash- Ashish Korala from Reddit said uh, better integration or any integration between CloudFront and KMS uh, and a proper implementation of KCL in major non-Java languages instead of this multi-daemon crap, which I don't know what that means, but I get it. Uh, it's a personal pain that person has, and I, I respect him <laughs> or her. Uh, person 6785 on Reddit said fair IPAM pricing because IPv6 is going to cause bankruptcy. <laughs> that was a good one. I yeah, chuckled. Just, yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. And then uh, I, when I was doing my research before we decided to crowdsource instead, uh, I was looking at Cloud Native Foundation and I thought Hexa looks like a potential uh, new Amazon service at some point in the future. Uh, and I think I might have said that last year too, but I did not use it in my own because I didn't have high confidence. So there you go. I misread that first. I thought it was AWS implementation of Alexa. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Again, not this year. (laughs) All right. And uh, that's it for our AWS part of the show. Uh, We have a quick set of Azure stories we'll get through here as painfully, quickly as possible. Uh, And then we do have one last lightning round before reInvent. So uh, first up, general availability of Azure Synapse Link for SQL. 
this is a, allows you to SQL automate the extract and move the data from your relational operations data store from both Azure SQL DB and SQL Server 2022 to Azure Synapse Analytics. And if you listen to the last episode of our show, we talked about uh, being on the bus with Oracle and, and uh, SQL Server. And you know this is sort of the equivalent of that too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up was a general availability of DR secondary free with SQL Server on Azure Virtual Machines. So if you're using pay-as-you-go account, you now have high availability secondary and DR secondary servers for SQL Server on VMs and no additional license cost, which everyone who didn't have a pay-as-you-go account already had. So you're welcome. (laughs) Uh, And apparently the MBA and Microsoft team have transformed fan experiences with cloud application modernization. Uh, So expect to see some new MBA Microsoft tie-ins and all the commercials for all your favorite MBA games, unless it's the Warriors, who are sponsored very much by Google Cloud, who screwed this up. So, bravo. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm liking some of the stuff I'm seeing. Like F1 has got a big partnership with AWS for doing statistics, and mm-hmm. different sports teams are going different ways. And so I I kind of like all the statistics and you know fun. And, and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, my NFL games they you know on Thursday night of course it's on Prime, so they use AWS's metrics quite a bit. But then mm-hmm. even on even on the Saturday and Sunday night games, or sorry, the Saturday day or Sunday day games and the Sunday night games, they use uh, AWS Analytics as well for. Mm-hmm. You know, pulling out stats and things going on online in the league, so it's it's kind of cool. Yeah. Nice to people are like, oh, the AWS thing. That's uh, you know, I say I work with AWS. We're like, oh, the thing on NFL football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. So my family is even more confused what I do now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Peter. That uh, time for one last lightning round. Amazon Workspaces announced version two of Workspaces streaming protocol. Because all of us care so much about version 1.0, we were <laughs> super excited about 2.0. <laughs> Still confused at what the, what this is. This is AppStream? Anyway, never mind. No, it's, it's just how it connects. It's a special <laughs> special TCP stack that they built for making streaming less latent. Ah. AWS Service Management Connector now supports provisioning AWS Service Catalog, Justin's favorite. <laughs> No, this is even better, right? Because this is connecting one service catalog to another service catalog. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is putting it this is putting it into Jira. Well, this is connect. I'm sorry, I, there was another line there. Yeah. It has supports provisioning AWS service catalog products in Atlassian's yeah. Jira service management cloud. Nice. I mean, of all the of all the places I want to output a service catalog, it's definitely going to be in Jira, right? AWS Security Hub now supports bidirectional integration via AWS Service Management Connector for Atlassian's Jira Service Management <laughs> Cloud. Yeah. So now, when you your service management you know request doesn't work or doesn't exist, you you have an easier way to create a Jira ticket using a cloud connector. Well, see, no, no. See, what you do is you use the service management connector for service catalog to provision an unsecure server that then Security Hub picks up and then opens a bidirectional ticket back to Jira, which then you could then have that launch a new server that's even more unsecure. Like you could just go for days on this. Like you could create... Maybe that's maybe that's certificate provisioning workflow. I like it, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do they already do this with uh, like a service now? Yes. Okay, so just adding Jira. Yeah, this the yes. service desk component gotcha. of Jira specifically. Because everyone, all the service now people were like, "Yay!" and all the Jira people were like, "Why don't you love us?" And then they gave it to them too. So yeah. All right, maybe next time we'll get it for Redmine. I mean, the thing uh, is, the people who use Jira Service Desk are people who can't afford uh, can't afford Service Now, so they're just jealous, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Or how about RT? RT deserves it. 
RT. Yeah. Oh, that's that's old school pullback. <laughs> one of my right. one of my first one of my first IT jobs. I had to implement RT on and Perl CPAN. That's where I learned I hate fucking start Perl. Yes, Perl. <laughs> you remember the name of their FAQ manager? Uh, RTFM. Mm-hmm, I do. <laughs> nice. All right, Amazon NAT Gateway now allows you to select private IP address for network address translation. I mean, if you really are this particular about your private IP address to be picked, uh, you know, so you can put it in your firewall rules, maybe you should think about a different way to do firewall rules. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of go both ways on this one because it's, it's it's how big are, are your you know public subnets where this is a problem where because you don't want to expand the rules to all of them. But I got nothing funny. Just I yeah. kind of get this and I kind of don't. Announcing the new applications widget on the AWS console home. <laughs> Which even the author of this article did not refuse, <laughs> refuse to write AWS system. This, this headline should be announcing the new application widget for AWS Simple Systems Manager Application Manager. And even the author of this post could not get put themselves to it. They're like, nope, I'm not doing it. It's just yeah. a new application widget. Sorry, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Give the author of the blog post a point. That rant, that <laughs> rant gets you in first place, by the way. All right, here we go. Announcing preview of the AWS SDK for SAP, ABAP. You're just saying letters now. Yeah, you're just making it. <laughs> uh, SAP, ABAP. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yes, uh, I love this again in the whoever wrote this. Through the set of simple ABAP classes, the AWS SDK for SAP ABAP simplifies the complexities around API connectivity, data formatting, and security so ABAP developers can focus on innovating with AWS services using fewer lines of codes than ever before. Like, yeah, okay, you're just throwing stuff out there. No one knows that meant. No, no, no idea. I think if it's ABAP, it should be SAP. And if it's SAP, it should be ABAP. That's all I'm going to say. You know? Make up your mind. Either say the letters or read the letters. Don't mix it up. All right, Justin, you got it. Yeah. Your ridiculous rant on the applications widget takes the cake. Fantastic. All right, well, we'll see you guys uh, the week after reInvent to give you all the news and what we got right on our prediction show because we are doing live streaming from uh, our homes (laughs) of the (laughs) reInvent keynotes. Uh, we, we, you know, Peter will be on site. We're going to, you know, call into him at some point during the live streaming to see how it's going. You know, mm-hmm. is it crowded? Is it not crowded? We're not really sure when that's going to happen, Peter. Probably right after like Adam finishes up. So you'll be like trying to walk out of the thing. Um, so yeah, we're going to need you to install the Riverside app on your phone. So we can just do that. But <laughs> I think it's cute that you think I'm not going to watch it from my hotel room. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> That's true, uh, but I did I did see uh, you know and we can talk about it later because it's a press thing. But uh, I did see you got some special press perks, so Ooh. you know congratulations to Peter. Very nice. And uh, we'll see you guys after reinvent. Have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll see how the crystal balls worked out. See you then. Good night. Bye, everybody. And that is the weekend cloud. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Foghorn Consulting. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and tweet us your feedback at hashtag thecloudpod. Or join our Slack channel, go to our website, thecloudpod.net, for sign-up instructions.